Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. More jazz recordings with notable beginnings or endings. Thanks for the feedback from a couple jazz sites, The Jazz World and Canadian Jazz Recordings. Also inspiration from a YouTube video. Let's start with that one. On this tune by Oliver Nelson from Blues in the Abstract Truth, one commenter said, One of the most awesome outros ever. Not sure why he's saying that, but you can be the judge. Cascades, Oliver Nelson.
I guess it's mostly the tinkling on piano that Bill Evans does over that repeated riff that makes the ending so interesting. But the drumming at the beginning, that's pretty fine too. And this episode is called Beginnings and Endings, so it all fits. Cascades. Oliver Nelson on tenor sax, Eric Dolphy, alto sax, George Barrow, baritone, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Bill Evans, piano, Paul Chambers, bass, and Roy Haynes on drums, a true supergroup. From Oliver Nelson's 1961 album, Blues and the Abstract Truth. In answer to my query on the Jazz World Facebook site about recordings that had great endings or beginnings, Giles Oldershaw made mention of Bill Evans' intro to Nardis, saying it was insane. Giles states he's playing for his life, literally, that is, was quite aware his time was running out. With Mark Johnson on bass, Joe LaBarbera drums, and this is from 1980, Bill Evans' interpretation of a Miles Davis composition that Evans recorded frequently over the years because it's over 17 minutes long. I'll just play five and a half minutes of it where you can hear the long intro and the basic head or melody of the tune, Nardis.
that's the very long and interesting intro to Nardis, thanks to the Bill Evans Trio of 1980. Evans died shortly after that recording was made, with Mark Johnson bass and Joe LaBarbera drums. Next, a recording with a fascinating intro sent to me by jazz saxophonist Ralph Hopper on the Canadian Jazz website. It's Toronto-based bassist Dave Young with Terry Promaine and their Octet CD, Dave Young's Arrangement, and a tune called Janine, written by Duke Pearson, first recorded in 1961. Just listen to this intro by Perry White on baritone sax.
Janine, the Dave Young Terry Promain Octet, featuring some of Toronto's top jazz musicians. Besides bassist Young and trombonist Promain, we have trumpet player Kevin Turcotte, saxophonists Mike Murley, Perry White, and Vern Dorge, plus Dave Restivo on piano and Terry Clark drums. Let's now talk about a standard tune that uses a very common intro, at least when jazz musicians play it, thanks to Charlie Parker. All the Things You Are was written by Vernon Duke in 1939 and appeared in a musical called The Broadway Rhythm in 1944. It's been sung by a number of crooners, and Tony Bennett once stated it was his all-time favorite song. Then Charlie Parker recorded it with Miles Davis in 1946, putting in that intro that was influenced by a Rachmaninoff piano concerto. And voila! Suddenly, jazz students think it's part of the song. And when it gets called out at a jam session, that intro often gets used. I'm going to play a somewhat modern version of that tune that actually uses an intro to the intro. It's the Phil Woods Quintet, recorded in 2002. And the first intro he uses to introduce the Charlie Parker intro turns out to be the one that was originally written for the tune, All the Things You Are. Thank you. 
the saxophone of Phil Woods with Bill Charlep on piano, Brian Lynch trumpet, Steve Gilmore on bass, and Bill Goodwin drums. All the things you are. A fellow named Joe Carter on the Jazz World Facebook site responded to my request for names of songs with great intros and extros by giving me three songs that he said had great intros that grabbed his attention the first time he heard them. I played one last week. Here's another one. It's one of the many recordings of East St. Louis Toodaloo that Duke Ellington made on five different labels in 1926 and 1927. Joe described this as the perfect, mysterious-sounding setup, complete with cymbal crash, for Bubber Miley's plunger mute entrance. On Victor Records from 1927, the Duke Ellington Orchestra...
I like it when the intro also gets used in the extra. That's East St. Louis Toodaloo by that Duke Ellington Orchestra of 1927. Let's talk about a great extra or ending on a jazz recording. This one suggested by Ontario bassist and musicologist Michael Morse, the same man who talks about Thelonious Monk in one of the earliest episodes of Discovering Jazz. I played a couple of his suggestions last week. Here he talks about the magnificent coda, nearly half the performance of Miles Davis and Gil Evans' House Pass de Cruz, translates as To the Feet of the Holy Cross, from the Quiet Nights album of 1962.
a very long, intricate, but beautiful coda. Aus Pest de Cruz, um, Miles Davis, with arrangements by the great Canadian orchestrator Gil Evans. I have a couple more tunes, both of them with notable intros. This one's a nice precursor to the series of episodes I'm putting together for January, where I'm exploring albums from 2023 that are on the best of lists of various critics and jazz reviewers. This is Veronica Swift, who had an album that took 2022 by storm and tried to repeat that for this past year, but the reviews have been mixed. But probably not much dispute about the quality of this track from that new album, especially her great scatting introduction. A song written by Jerry Herman, first heard in the film La Casual Foles, it's called I Am What I Am, Veronica Swift. Ba do 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 ba do
series on interesting beginnings and endings with a long track, 13 and a half minutes, suggested to me by Randy Wallace on the Canadian Jazz Recordings site. It's the David Braid Sextet from 2005 album called Zen. The uh, tune is Fishers of Men, and Randy likes it for this program because it features a nice Steve Wallace bass intro and solo, as well as stellar solos by other band members. And those band members include David Braid on piano, Mike Murley saxophone, Gene Smith trombone, John McLeod flugelhorn, and Terry Clark on drums. The David Braid Sextet. This is Larry Sadman. I'll be taking a couple weeks break where I'll repost a couple holiday or Christmas episodes, then back in 2024, celebrating the best of the past year. Bye for now. 